welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, dear listeners. If I ask you now, raise your hand if you have never ever used presentation slides. Oh, that sounds out of question. Some love them, many hate them, but presentations are part of a life. So let's better learn the right way to use them. Today, we have on a show an expert in presentations. I'm very happy to welcome presentation designer and public speaker, Timo Sorri. Timo, how are you? Thank you, Oscar, for having me here. Um, I'm, I'm really good. It's, um, first of all, it's a really nice sunny weather outside, which is not that usual at this time of year in Finland. And then secondly, I'm really honored to be here among the, the, your guests, uh, who have been really good speakers and, and presenters, as I've understood. So, so thank you for having me here. Thanks to you. I cannot wait to hear your views about slides. Timo, could you tell us more about yourself and your projects? Well, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, uh, first of all, I'm, um, by education, I'm an engineer. And um, so I have studied uh, telecommunications in Helsinki University of Technology. Uh, but I, my aspiration is, is public speaking and presentations. And uh, what led me to this point is, uh, it, well, it was year 2008 when I read this one, one really good book about public speaking in, in Finnish. It's called Puhevalta, which made me realize how important a skill, the ability to persuade people and to sell ideas to them is. And that made me dive deeper into the subject, um, at least. Uh, I... I read about it, I, I went to Toastmasters to start to learn about it in a really practical way. And it took me at least five years to, you know, develop this skill before I felt that it would be the right time to make a little bit of a career leap and, and then go try, try out my wings as a presentation designer. And now you have your own company, right? Yeah, yeah, my company is called Havain and it's at least uh, I don't know about any other companies that are really focused on just designing presentations in Finland. So I believe it's, it's first of its kind in Finland. A pioneer. Yeah. Could you tell us exactly when your career as public speaker start? Well, I believe that that the, my first touch for the public speaking was when I joined the Toastmasters. Of course, I had done some presentations and and such during the studies in, in university but you know it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like uh, I'd, I'd say it's it's not public speaking per se it was something that was just part of the curriculum in the in the university so you know going really into the public speaking and then trying to influence people the first time for me for that was was when I joined the Toastmasters in 2009. Great. Could you share with us a stage fright moment? Well, yeah, it's it's really easy to uh, 
point that out because I think it was uh, my icebreaker speech in, in Toastmasters. Uh, so icebreaker is the, the, uh, the Toastmasters first speech. And I remember I had uh, practiced my speech for at least, it was a five minute speech. So I mm. practiced it for like at least five hours or such. Mm-hmm. So I knew it, you know, forwards and backwards. And then, you know, uh, but anyway, in the meeting, uh, when my turn was approaching and then, then the, the Toastmaster of the meeting, uh, <laughs> he was announcing me and introducing me. And I remember how my heart was pounding, my, my palms were sweating. And, you know, when I tried to get up from the chair, you know, almost <laughs> slipped from there. <laughs> and then uh, when, when I walked to the front of the people, I remember, you know, it's really cl- close that I was about to collapse or, or you know. <laughs> but, you know, then, then I just spoke the first words of the speech and then, you know, it was it was OK. And I survived that, and uh, but but I remember that that was a that was a really moment of, of stage fright. So. <laughs> I'm sure you did great. Now coming to the main topic of this interview, I know you recently had a workshop called "Sharpen Your Point on Your Slides: Two Easy Principles to Achieve That." I'm very curious about that. Can you tell us briefly the main points? Yeah, yeah, sure. It was uh, actually it was part of this seminar that we had at the end of October in Helsinki, which was called Master the Art of Presenting. And the seminar was uh, actually touching the topic of presenting in a wide manner. So, so it was about how to prepare a speech. It was how to design your slides. It was about how to tell stories. But this was just one segment of the of the whole day. And you know, the first of all, just to motivate the thing, uh, I think that um, we can agree that that PowerPoint is is maybe the franca uh, lingua franca mm-hmm. of of business today. So, so people <laughs> use a lot of PowerPoint, and then there's also we know that there's a lot of misuse of PowerPoint as well. And um, I think one real or one really easy way to create better PowerPoint is to just utilize a couple of really easy principles which I shared in the in the seminar and, and it's you can you could say that there's two essays that you need to remember the first s is is so what meaning uh, be very clear about what you want to say on the slide in the seminar I used this uh, example of uh, just I took um, two slides it was a um, one was from the comp- Conecrane's company uh, interim report, and the other one was from Cargotech uh, interim report. So two Finnish uh, listed companies, and they, they had the exact same content. And the other one, the I remember the the title was the it was the cash flow in Q in quarter three year two thousand fourteen, and the other title was. Uh, the cash flow was really strong in quarter th- mm-hmm. three of 2014. So there's just just a little selection of words that that really gets you easily to it. What is your point on this slide? On the on the other slide, um, it was really tough to figure out where do you need to focus there. What's the main point? And then then on the other slide, you know, just by reading the 
the title of the slide, you really get to it, what the speaker is going to talk about. And the, I think the, the realization about the first S is to, is to just maybe reverse the way that people are thinking about designing a slide. So usually people think that you need to put a lot of data and then that it is the job of the presenter to, to lead you to the aha moment, you know, to, mm -hmm. so, so go through the data and then, then give you the, the essence of it. But I think it, it's better to do it other way. So you really give the, what you're going to speak about already in the very beginning, meaning the, the title of your slide. And then you just go on and explain the meaning of it for the audience. And the second S is then uh, the signal to noise ratio. When, when you're clear about your so what, so, so what is your point on this on the presentation slide, then you start thinking, okay, what is the minimum amount of things that I need on my slide to communicate this point? So, so when you're clear about your, your point about the slide, it also starts directing your thinking about what you need to visualize for the people. And this, this um, well, I it's, it's still better uh, <clears throat> when I explain it with something to show, show uh, along with it. Uh, so in the, in the seminar, we went through about a couple of ideas how you can improve it uh, or improve slides by using these two principles. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a really, I think, one of the easiest principles that, or easiest principles that you can use to improve your presentation slides using these two, so what, and then signal-to-noise ratio. Timo, could you tell us a couple of occasions where using slides is a great choice, and also a couple of questions, a um, couple of occasions where we should definitely avoid using slides? I think that, <clears throat> well, first of all, yeah, I think the first question when we start designing a presentation is, is that, uh, do you need slides mm -hmm. at all? Yes. And then, uh, and that, that's, a, that's a really good question. Uh, then when you go and, for example, to your industry seminar, or you're presenting to people who are from the same industry, there's uh, 20, 30, or hundreds of people. So, and, and it gets really tough to uh, visualize your ideas with just like a flipboard or, or with, your, with your body language, mm -hmm. meaning, if it's uh, if it if the audience is really big, I think in in that case, it may be beneficial to use slides. Then um, coming to where you shouldn't use slides. First of all, I think a lot of <clears throat> company internal meetings would benefit from from not using slides. <laughs> so so I think um, there's this habit of um, running internal meetings, someone presenting something from, from the PowerPoint, everyone looking at the screen, where, whereas I think when people come together in, in one room, uh, they should be interacting, maybe working on a flipboard, work, working on ideas together. Mm -hmm. uh, another bad thing that you usually see, see PowerPoint or <clears throat> done in, in company internal meetings is people working together on PowerPoint with a presentation. My opinion is that it's better to, when you're working on the content of the presentation, it's better to work analog. So, so you're planning with flipboards or, or you're using mm. sticky notes or, or something like that. So 
when you work on the content, do it analog, and when you need to visualize that content, when you need to create the visual support for that, then go to the PowerPoint. And even in that case, I think it's, it's better that one, one person takes charge of, of coordinating the whole and other people just contribute. So, so I think uh, creating a presentation deck uh, shouldn't be a collaborative effort in that sense. I think there should be someone in charge of it. Okay, very interesting point, Timo. Could you tell us some of the newest and best trends that are used when delivering presentations about uh, can be technology, accessories, uh, software tools, etc.? I I was just um, recently watching the the investor pitches in this really big startup event in Finland called Slush, mm -hmm. and what I saw there is that. <clears throat> the level of presentation has, has gone really up. Of course, they were the. I was looking at the semifinals, and, and that was. Uh, those were already the the few of the best from the 100, I think, <clears throat> candidates. But anyway, the level has gone up, and, and I think the reason for that is that people, those people, have been really practicing the pitch. Uh, the reason for that is because that's more or less everything they have at the very beginning of that company and what's good about them uh, I see that they're using using a lot of visuals so not many words that they are really relying that the presenter delivers the content and mm -hmm. the, then <clears throat> the materials are just just supporting that content and I think that peop there's also nowadays there's a lot of really good and even free materials in the internet that you can use for that. For example, um, you can find uh, really good quality, uh, royalty-free or, or Creative Commons licensed uh, images that you can use just to communicate emotions. Uh, there's a lot of good sites where you can get icons, which you can use instead of words to, to visualize concepts. Mm -hmm. So I think if you if you think just um, the presentation graphics, uh, there's a lot of great sites out there that help you help you create better slides. And then there's I think another good thing that you have available nowadays is the is the TED talks because I think mm -hmm. that's setting the standard nowadays for, for a lot of presentations, and that's a good place to learn mm -hmm. if if you want to get better in that. I can. Or I don't know how you're going to. I can list a couple of the <clears throat> great sites, so you can just put it along on your website, the in, in, for the icons and the, and the images and such. So. Yes, Tim, absolutely. I'll, I'll do that. I will include this information in the show notes of this episode. Yes, because I also had this challenge sometimes that um, well, I I have some some idea how to do good presentations, but in the moment when I want to add good visuals mm -hmm. and you don't have your own, you don't, you're not a designer. So it's, it's very important what you have been sharing, how to, how to find anything else that can be a good tool to design yourself, to improve the, 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 the visual quality of your designs yourself. Any other tool that you had in mind? I think uh, most of the quality effect in the in the presentation graphics comes from from pres uh, from design thinking meaning uh, 
there's a you have to know what makes a good mm. visual com- or good uh, visual uh, anyway there, there is this one really good site where you can find a little bit of a shortcut it's called uh, canva so mm. www.canva.com and that actually gives you a lot of great templates that so you don't they, they have done the, the hard work of creating these nice visual or nice compositions for slides and then you just need to fill fill your own content and and your own images there <clears throat> so i'd say that that that's a really good starting point or, or it's it's a really good shortcut if you're not willing to learn the principles of what makes a good design mm-hmm. yes canva.com i definitely recommend it too i cannot help but asking this question what is your favorite presentation software is powerpoint is keynote prezi another well i have to say that um, i i like powerpoint because that's uh, more or less bringing the my bread and butter <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, and I, I was recently taking part in this one webinar where they had the poll about what people use, what presentation graphics software people use, and it was 95% PowerPoint, meaning mm-hmm. that is still the dom- dominant presentation graphics yes. software. And I, I like, I'm used to using it. I, I like using it, uh, but I'm not that. I'm not partial to to any any software. I'd say. I, Uh, I like uh, Keynote. It has good features. Uh, the thing is that it's not used by, by so many people, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's uh, not many clients are asking me to do keynotes for or keynote graphics for them. Uh, Prezi is good for certain situations. Uh, there are certain limitations with that too. Uh, and then there's a whole lot of uh, new uh, presentation graphics applications coming bubbling under uh, they are all i'd say attacking some uh, shortcoming of powerpoint in their mm. own way so so they are doing something a whole lot better than than the powerpoint does but the fact is uh, you still have to uh, you know fight with with all of the all of the office software that is embedded in big organizations meaning it, it's hard to replace powerpoint at least in the short term but uh, there's a lot of good alternatives already in the market timo please share with us your favorite quotation yeah i <clears throat> actually have have two favorite quotations i think the first one concerns i'd say life and business in general and it comes from uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar he is a basketball player basketball is, is one of my loves too so I, I, I play basketball I, I like to watch basketball and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar quote is your mind is what makes everything else work meaning you know it's a or <clears throat> trying to achieve things if you set your mind to it you, you're gonna figure out a way to go there but the hard part is is, is to setting your mind of, on, on, on what you want how do you want to achieve it but but when when you're clear, clear about that you know it, it's just a matter of hard work and then time to go there and I, I I just really like like that quotation 
he was a player which uh, <coughs> he was a NBA uh, NBA player who has scored the champion, right? Yeah, and he has scored the most points ever. So which team? Huh? Which team he was playing? Uh, LA Lakers. LA Lakers. Yeah, yeah, most of his career. Mm-hmm. And then the other one concerns public speaking, and it comes from one of my my heroes of public speaking, Winston Churchill. Um, it concerns a good speech. So Winston Churchill said has said that a good speech is like a woman's skirt. Yeah, <laughs> long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to raise the interest. And I think that that you know captures the essence of of the of a good speech. So <laughs> use that as 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 your as your guidance when you're designing your next speech. <laughs> yeah, very wise quotation. As many of the Churchill quotations. Could you recommend us one book that has inspired you, and you recommend to our listeners to read it? Well, for the. For those listeners who understand Finnish, I'd say that uh, Johanna Torkki's uh, Puhevalta is, is one of the best public speaking books in Finnish, and I would use I would recommend that to to anyone who wants to learn about mm-hmm. more about that. Uh, then, well, I want to be around the topic of presentation, so mm-hmm. so if you want to learn about slide presentations. I'd say that uh, Gar Reynolds' uh, presentation Zen is, is one of the, I think every presenter should read that book. It, it was the, was it selected year 2008 as one of the, was it the best business book or among the best business books in, in, in Amazon. And I think it, it was for reason. Uh, <clears throat> then there's another book if presenters want to learn more about uh, how people in general absorb information and how much you can put in a presentation, I think that this book called Brain Rules, it's written by a guy called John Medina. Uh, it's, it's really good. There's 12 uh, general principles of human brain, and a lot of them concern present, or you can apply them to presentations as well. So, so I think. Those are two books in English that I would mm-hmm. recommend, recommend to presenters. Awesome. Timo, this is almost the end of the interview. But before that, we would like to hear from you, a routine to shine. Could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend to do it daily or very regularly as a routine to shine? Yeah, well, my, my routine to shine, I learned this practice. It was just, just recently. It's a it's a really good thing, at, at least for entrepreneurs uh, who have to be really careful careful about uh, what they use their time to. And uh, I, I use this application called Todoist, mm-hmm. uh, which is just an application to organize the things that you need to get done. And having some kind of a system uh, for getting things done. That, that that's that's really I'd say liberating because the thing is you have a place where you put the things that you need to do so it's not in your floating inside your brain anymore you you have a you have a place where you put all of the things you need to do and then you have a place where you cross the things when you've done it and mm-hmm. so in a way you you have a you have a place where you 
you put them in the loop of doing things and then you have place where you close the loop and that liberates your brains for for thinking uh, the things at this moment that, that you really need to get done and that that what's uh, I, I think makes at least has helped me a lot you know do, doing this kind of routine of, of you know really keeping up being systematic about the things you need to get done excellent Thank you very much, Timo, for bringing some light on this uh, world of presentation and slides. And it has been very helpful. And I hope you enjoy the time teaching other people how to do great presentation, enjoy your life in basketball, all your <laughs> hobbies, all your passions. Yeah. And thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, thank you for having me here. And at the end, I just want to give a little bit of a mm -hmm commercial break here we're gonna do uh, another edition of the master the art of presenting seminar it's gonna be 10th of september next year and there's going to be more information about it in just i'd say the at latest in january on on havine website which you can find at havine.fi so go there if you're interested in learning more about how to craft presentations, how to visualize them and how to tell stories. Yes. And please, I forgot, could you tell us how our listeners can uh, follow you or contact you or Twitter or LinkedIn? How was the best way? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, I think I'm active, most active in Twitter. So you can find me there with my handle at Sorcius Maximus. <laughs> Comes from my love to Rome that I had uh, oh. at the time of joining Twitter in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then of course you can email me if you have some questions regarding presentations. Timo at Havine.fi. So I think those are the two of the best ways of, of reaching me. Thank you very much, Timo. Thank you, Oscar. Bye bye. Bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.